Good afternoon. Welcome to the Fontenelle Final Bell here on the Rural Radio Network. I'm Susan Littlefield. Market that saw some mixed type of trade. Corn, not as much as what we'd like to see. Soybeans, of course, taking a big jump. On the other side, we look at the cattle. They've tried to get back some of the losses we've seen and the hogs are just kind of struggling once again. We're going to take a look at what's been happening within this market trade as Aaron Bertels joins us. He is with Crossroads Marketing. So let's talk about this corn to start out with. I mean, it closed lower than what we wanted it to, but are we still going off of of the lows of last week and and we'll be okay? Yeah, I mean, I think we've had a good little bounce here off of the lows from a couple weeks ago. Um, you know, you've, you've retraced a little bit back, um, gained some back here, almost 50% of what you lost, you know, coming down from, oh, the high we made back on the 12th of August. So, you know, I think overall, this market's just trying to kind of get into fall time frame here and see where things are at. I, you know, we talked a little bit. I don't, I don't think ultimately the, the size of this crop anymore is a huge factor. We're, we're going to get some more information on that next week, next Tuesday, when we get the next USDA report. Um, unless it's wildly different, I don't see that being a huge impact here. Uh, but I do think that we're going to work up a little bit to keep moving this this stuff through the pipeline, right? It may not be moving quite the way that it needs to right now because farmers do have a lot of control over this, you know, at this point, right? They they have a certain amount they're going to be taken to elevators and things that are sold. But for the most part, farmers have a lot of storage now. Elevators need to do things right now to get them to move it, which means basis. It means futures, you know, and getting things moving through the pipeline so that they don't get shut in the bins and, and stuck away for a while here. Because farmers do have a decent amount of cash now. Um, they do have, you know, a, a decent crop on the way. There's a lot of things that could allow them to just put it in their bins and not worry about it for a while. And, you know, the elevator's job is to try to get some of that now so that we can get that stuff moving because we, we do have a small carryout. I mean, that's not going to change, but for the most part, it's probably enough. And, and early on, at least, the early yields you've been hearing are pretty good. You know, maybe not quite as outstanding in corn as they are in beans. Beans have been outstanding early on. Um, and you see that yield from private people going up, and, you know, above 51 here for the most part. So that may be an adjustment, but it's one that the trade's probably already taking into account. Now, the soybeans, I mean, we, we saw an, a nice turnaround for them after, you know, some being surprised that we had cash below $12, which, you know, a few years ago, $12 cash would have been something we've been fighting for. But having said that, uh, do we have the lows in place or like the corn? There is that possibility still to see a downtrend. Yeah, I think we are probably going to go lower over time here unless we have some issues in South America. You know, that's that's a bearish factor right now because they're looking to plant another 4% more. You know, they've doubled their acres since 2006 and 2007 in South America. Uh, again, we are on a tight carryout, so we need them to have a successful year if this is going to stay bearish, right? But if they have La Nina come in and if it becomes a problem down there, then that's going to be the one thing to me that could really turn this thing on its head and, and push us further into a place where, um, you know, we need, there's more importance on our crop for next year again, right? So beans, you know, so many people are on the bearish side right now. I got so oversold here. I'm not shocked to see it up today. I was a little surprised it went up as fast <laughs> as it did. Um, but I think you could get a little bit more out of that too, as we go into this report, because like I said, I, I think they've been pricing in a lot of this bearishness already. Um, people have heard these early yields. I mean, it's not like it's new news. It's not going to be shocking if the yield goes up in this next report. And we already did get 
a bearish surprise in that stocks report with more beans um, from last year than we expected. So it could be a trend that you start here where you start seeing a little bit more bearish news after we went through a couple years where all these stocks reports were, for the most part, friendly. Um, and that could start to change a little bit. Again, the one thing to me that could change that is if you have some weather issues that perk up in November and December when that becomes important. But, you know, right now they're not very far planted down there. They're about 4%. Things are going okay. You know, there was some stuff over the weekend um, from out of Brazil on Twitter that, you know, they were talking about how, you know, La Nina is not an issue right now. And it's not. I mean, but it's, it's not going to be right now either, right? They If it's dry now, they can get stuff planted. It's not pushing things off like it did last year. They had some weather at the wrong time that pushed everything back. And if you remember, that was really the start of why we had so much trouble with the corn crop down there last year because it pushed it into their dry season. And that doesn't seem to be an issue this year. So we'll just see how that weather acts as we get into November and December during the time where it's going to be important for you know, what size of crop they might actually end up with. Well, before we jump into uh, the conversations that you're having with growers, I wanted to talk a little bit more about this WASDE report that we have coming out next week. Obviously, like you said, a lot of stuff's already been set in stone. We're going to start seeing those early pre-report guesstimates coming out, uh, StoneX for one and, and others. Having said that, what are you thinking? What are you hearing as discussion for this WASDE report? And is it going to be just another fast knee-jerk reaction? Let's go back to marketing, or is there going to be some meat to the substance? Yeah, I won't be shocked if the yield doesn't change a whole lot for corn. I, I will be a little bit surprised, and I think the trade will, if the yield doesn't go up for beans, just with what we've been hearing early on. Um, and again, you're seeing all these private analysts kind of raise their yield by 0.7 to a bushel on beans. Um, a lot of them are just kind of working their way back into this 176 area on corn. Either they were above it before this or below it. They're working up to it or they're working down from 177 or something in that range. So it won't surprise me if corn yield comes down a little bit with some of the early stuff that I'm hearing. But again, I don't, I don't know that it's going to be enough of a factor that it's going to change the trajectory of the marketplace, right? I think you're at the point now where um, we've kind of moved past that because the chances of it being a terribly shocking number now at this point is is pretty small um you know we haven't had that much of an irregular growing season where things have been pushed off so late that it's going to be a surprise so i would guess it's going to be something pretty close and if it's if it's within a bushel or two um, i don't think it's going to be a huge factor past that day and we've seen a trend with this where we have huge reactions that day either up or down and you look back and you wish you'd have taken advantage of that moment because it, it continues back on the same path that it was already on, which to me right now is we're in a little bit of an uptrend. More is coming up, folks. Stick around. It's the Fontenelle Final Bell. At Fontenelle Hybrids, we hear a lot from our customers and dealers that we have a family feel to our organization. Just ask Doug Bartek, a Fontenelle dealer at Wahoo, Nebraska. I feel Fontenelle is very family-oriented. They care a great deal about their customers and provide updates on what could be occurring out in the field and what to watch out for. I feel fortunate to work with a great group of people who provide a quality product. For more on being part of the Fontenelle family, just go to Fontenelle.com. Always read and follow Grain Marketing and all other stewardship practices and pesticide-labeled. VM. 
Welcome back to the Fontenelle Final Bell here on the Rural Radio Network. I'm Susan Littlefield. As we continue the conversation with Aaron Bertels, Aaron is with Crossroads Marketing. So we left off kind of talking about this WASDE report and, and the knee jerk that we may or may not see in those numbers next week. Kind of turns the thought and conversation to just that. Aaron, what type of conversations are you having with growers as they talk about this crop, they talk about marketing, either off the combine, uh, storing it or sending it to town? Yeah, I mean, I think a lot of guys are, you know, let's start with beans. They're they're having more beans than they thought they did. So if they thought they were 60, 70% sold or whatever number you're at, it's turning into, you know, 50 or, or less. So a lot of guys that I work with don't store beans, um, even if they do. I think storing beans makes a lot of sense from a basis standpoint this year because I still think you'll see really good basis opportunities, you know, after the fact. Um, from a future standpoint, though, it wouldn't really change things for me. I think that, you know, there's decent carry in the market. You can sell on a bounce here. Um, you know, today is the start of a bounce. I think you can get a little bit more out of it as you walk into that report. But if you're in the mid-1260s as you go into that report, I think you've got to think about what your risk really is there. Because um, like you said, you know, this is lower than we've been all year, um, but it's still a very good price. You know, and, and I know that we have a tight carryout, but I think you also have to think that, you're somewhat dependent upon an issue popping up somewhere in South America as we go through the year. And a lot of times that happens, but if it doesn't, you could just kind of slowly be grinding down. And every time you come back up, it's not as high as it was before and just makes it really difficult. So it depends on how sold you are. It depends on if you're going to be storing yourself or if you're storing at the elevator. But, you know, if I've got guys that are, uh, that have a little bit more than they thought they did and they've, they've got some extra at the elevator, I think you have to think about, getting basin set on that stuff so you don't get storage charged on you and then looking for an opportunity here before the report to to price it um corn's a little bit different because you know a lot of people can and do have the ability to store corn now um if they don't then you need to be thinking about ways in my opinion to try to avoid storage costs um whether that's selling bushels or just setting basis on them um, you need to be looking for opportunities to, to roll for the carry here. We still have about 13 cents in carry um, if you are going to store it yourself and if it is sold ahead. Um, so there's a lot of things to discuss here. And I think it's, you know, you can get lost in, in how much is going on right now. Um, but you really got to stay on top of these little bounces that we're getting, in my opinion, because I do believe overall that um, we're in a little bit of a downtrend unless something else perks your set up. And like I've said many times, I think the one thing that that could be uh, is an issue with weather in South America. I think this year's crop is going to be a hard one to have, um, you know, some type of a supply thing uh, be, a, be a shocker at this point. What are you hearing when it comes to basis right now in the country? You know, it's amazing with beans, because this goes back to what we talked about a lot last year. And, you know, I, I mentioned a couple times when we, we discussed some of this that it does seem like at this point, Elevators just are realizing they don't have end users, I should say, are realizing they don't have the control that they used to have with supply, right? Not as much of it, uh, not nearly as much of it's coming to them in fall as it used to. Um, people have bags, uh, you know, they've built storage. There's just a lot of control by the farmer. Cash needs are, are, are not as high, it seems like, because of um, some of the things that we've had um, from the government the last couple of years. So, it's really been a battle, you know, like this year you see more beans uh, than, you know, we expected by a lot, you know, in some cases. And yet basis continues to get better as we go through harvest, which doesn't make a lot of sense, right? You'd expect 
maybe at least a couple, two to three weeks of, you know, basis uh, going backwards just as, as, you know, all these beans come in, but that's really not been the case. I think uh, end users are trying to take advantage of the fact that um, of the time of year and try to get as many as they can before, before farmers, you know, either take them somewhere else or just lock them up. Let's jump over to the livestock side quick. Are we going to continue to see some buyer support in these live cattle futures? You know, I think uh, we're getting back up into that training range that we were at for a long time. Um, I hope that it's the case that uh, uh, that we can kind of hang in that area. It just seems like it's got a ceiling on it, though. Like you get back up in there, the cash kind of hangs out um, in the same spot. We have good demand and we're expecting better demand from China as we move forward and, and have had a lot better demand from China because of the fact that, you know, they're having diplomatic problems with Australia and not buying near as much beef from them as they were. And Australia was the number one importer, or I'm sorry, exporter to China um, for beef, and we've kind of take, taken over that role. But it hasn't given us the boost um, that I would have hoped that it, it would have. So I think we can get back up into that training range, and I think we're going to, you know, kind of hang around in that spot again. It's going to be tough to just keep pushing through there. Um, so that's what I'm looking for. I, I, I'm glad that we've, you know, we were obviously quite a bit oversold after last week, and we're trying to kind of climb our way out of there, but we certainly haven't done enough to, to feel too comfortable. All right. Sounds good. What is the best way for folks to get a hold of you? You can give me a call at 402-309-3171 or email me at abertles at crossroadsml.com. And that is Aaron Bertles joining us today. Just a reminder, commodity futures and options do involve substantial risk of loss and they're not suitable to all investors. That is the Fontenelle Final Bell being brought to you by Fontenelle Hybrids and all your local dealers right here on the Rural Radio Network.